Thank you for tuning in. This is Mike Masarino with the Smart Firefighting Podcast. And today I'm sitting down with Todd Stave from Blue Vigil. And uh, we're going to uh, discuss his uh, tether solution for uh, a variety of drones. Uh, thanks for sitting down with me, Todd. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, tell me a little bit about Blue Vigil. So uh, Blue Vigil started uh, three years ago. Uh, we set out to make a uh, tether system that would work with just about any drone. And uh, after working on it for a couple of years and uh, some trials and tribulations, we finally have something that uh, we believe is uh, probably the best uh, option for people who want to uh, have a tether on their drone. Perfect. And yeah. what, what exactly is a tether for those that don't know? Sure. And, and, and to put it as simple as possible, it's simply an extension cord. It brings ground power or power from the ground up to the drone. Uh, and um, the practical purpose here is to have the drone stay in the air for a lot longer than batteries could otherwise uh, support the drone. We have had tests where we've kept drones in the air for uh, 10 hours or longer. Uh, whereas the batteries would only last, say, 30 minutes. It's incredible. And yeah. one thing we hear from a lot of our customers is, is flight time. It's mm -hmm. always, how long does the drone fly for? Uh, you know, a lot of the products from DJI, you're seeing a 20 to 30 minute flight time. Um, now being able to, you know, plug in an extension cord from the ground and give it almost unlimited flight time uh, in a variety of situations is great. Yeah. Um, what type of scenarios have, have you heard uh, of these being used for? Or, um, you know, who are some of your customers? The main, the main reason you'd want to have a drone uh, in the sky in the same place, and remember that one of the, the, the main limitations, of course, of the tether is that it's a tether. I mean, he can't go very far with it, and you know most drones were meant to fly around. This is for persistent stare. So if you have a situation where you really just want an eye in the sky over uh, in one place, or, or say you're you're got a um, uh, you want it uh, on a golf tournament over the ninth green all day, if you're in the um, first responder community and you want to have your eyes on a, on a burning building or a traffic accident or uh, a train wreck or something like that where you want a, a wide angle view of what's going on, this is a very good option. You can have this um, hovering above the command center or somewhere else on the site, have the video feed brought into the command center, you can see what's going on uh, for the entire duration of the incident. and you really don't need someone to fly it. Once you put it there uh, in its place and point it in the right direction, you don't necessarily need someone to monitor the, the drone for the uh, entire time. Uh, if something does happen, the drones typically have some fail-safe where they'll land safely if they get into a critical situation. Um, but we haven't had or we haven't known of any of those instances where um, the drones have, have not done what they're supposed to do. Put them up. The commander gets to see what's going on, and that's really what they're after. And it, it's also good for uh, not just the active incident where people can see what's going on, but uh, for video purposes, for you could see what your crew has done. You can you can see for insurance purposes or uh, training purposes, go back and, and get a good feel for everything that, that has gone on during the entire incident from an aerial perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and one thing I really love about your product is its ability to, to plug in a virtually any drone. 
Um, so I know uh, what you showed me today or what you have here with us now uh, is plugging into an in Inspire 2 and an M200. Um, so, you know, a lot of the other systems, the tethered systems I've seen out there are dedicated tethered drones where now it's, you know, we go up, we go down. But with your system, we're able to pretty easily just plug a tether in. We could take the tether off, put the batteries in, and fly a mission if we needed to. And that was the goal when, I, when we started the, the process of developing the system. You can actually install it and take it off in the field. Uh, if you if it's on a tether and you see something that needs a, a closer look or something that needs to be explored more with the drone, um, you see a person in distress, for instance, or whatever it is, you can bring the drone down. You can take the tether off. You can put the same batteries that you had on while you were flying the tether as backup batteries, and fly it as it was originally designed, and then bring it back and put the tether back on again. You can do that in a matter of minutes. Yeah, and it will work with just about any drone, up to about 22 pounds or so. And uh, what about pow uh, power requirements on the ground? Well, we have uh, a maximum of 15 watts of sustained power, um, and there's not too many drones that, that are going to uh, require that much power. Any pull start generator that you buy from Home Depot or, you know, and, and any, it doesn't have to be a commercial grade, just really any small generator will work. Um, for the heavier drones, say more than... 13, 14 pounds, we recommend that you uh, power it with 220 volts of AC. You don't have to. Uh, it will work with 110, but uh, uh, it just runs a little bit little bit smoother, a little bit cooler at the higher voltage. Perfect. And yeah. how would uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast uh, reach out to you for more information or your website? We're at bluevigil.com. And uh, or they can contact the Darley team. The Darley, uh, you're, you, you're our representatives in this uh, market, in this area, and uh, uh, I'm sure you'll do a fine job helping whoever calls uh, with whatever they need. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're really looking forward to um, you know working with you guys and uh, with a lot of our drone customers out there. I really do feel like a, a, a tether is a great tool to add to uh, these municipalities' toolboxes. And and that's exactly what it is. It's a great add-on. This is yeah. not something that's going to limit you in any way. It's just going to give you more capabilities than you had without it. Exactly. And you certainly don't need to use it on every uh, mission, yeah. um, and you probably won't. I mean, this is something that is, uh, if you use it on 10% on of the missions, it's still 10% uh, more use of your drone program than you had before the tether. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing, uh, especially with trainings, which you kind of touched on there, and uh, it's one thing I'm experiencing with a lot of our drone users right now is they didn't realize how often they would use the drones for their training scenarios because getting that vantage point from 50 meters in the air um, of a live uh, a live training and then being able to sit down with um, a probational um, you know trainees and go through a process hey why did you go here why did we station a truck this way um, and, and be able to go go back and look at that video um, you know especially having a tethered drone where some of these scenarios might be hours long uh, is going to provide a lot of value there we've seen tethered drones uh, in use uh, uh, recently in the Super Bowl mm -hmm. we see them at events like marathons or mm -hmm. concerts or where, wherever there's big crowds mm -hmm. um, so it's this is not uh, an unprecedented use mm -hmm. it, it's been around now for eh, not not too terribly long we were one of the first in the industry but mm -hmm. uh, you see their use in limited ways and as drones become more and more useful for um, for crowd control yep. for traffic accidents for for all of the things that that you would think that a drone would be useful for 
the idea of tethering them is also becoming more and more accepted. And um, it adds a uh, uh, element of safety in dangerous situations. We've had uh, our tether systems out uh, at the Daytona racetrack uh, in the infield filming a, a race and um, they it was the only way that they would allow a drone to film the race is if it if it was on a tether so there was no chance that it was going to fly onto the track or into the stands or something like that so um, it does add an element of safety um, and because of the limitations the, there's a lot of things that you can get uh, 107 exceptions for you can get a lot closer to uh, active airports because it can't can't go anywhere. It can't fly off the tether. It's it's stuck. Um, you can fly it, uh, you know, in reasonable proximity to other people because okay. once again, it's not going, you know, off off the tether. It's, yep. If your tether is 100 feet long, and you're 101 feet away, you're safe. Yep. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no. There's no risk of, of anything happening. So um, uh, it adds that element of safety if that's something that's important to you. Uh, but really, the main thing is persistence. You have uh, you know constant video. Uh, you could put an antenna on there if you need a repeater antenna. You could put lighting up there if you need lights. There's there's a whole host of things that, that a drone as an aerial platform, not something that necessarily flies around, but a drone as an aerial platform is very useful for. And, and this helps or is, is the, the one key to making that work out. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, especially uh, coming from Darley's standpoint, working with a lot of military companies, military has been doing... Uh, tethered uh, balloons and, and stuff like that for a long, long time. Yep. And, um, you know, now we're looking at a very cost-effective way of doing that. It's um, also rapid deployment. I yes. mean, this is this goes up a lot faster in a lot smaller footprint than yes. a balloon. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it's exciting. And uh, you brought up the communications. It's one thing uh, we've seen a lot of is, is um, you know, especially in a large disaster or an area that has a lot of radio frequency, um, you know, being able to put a repeater on a drone. And now if we're able to power that drone from the ground, we mm. have a little mini satellite in the air that we're able to rapidly deploy uh, exactly. in minutes. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else you'd like to add before we close out? Uh, well, you know, just to toot my own horn a little bit, I, I feel that, uh, uh, and if you do your homework, I'm sure you will, uh, Blue Vigil is the uh, best value in the tethered market right now. Um, I have nothing negative to say about the other systems that are out there. They're all fine. Do a little bit of homework, and I'm confident you'll come back to, to our system. Um, and even if you don't, then you know we, we still believe that, that this is a good option for uh, people in this uh, in, who have these needs. 100% made in America, uh, if that's important to you. We may, we manufacture in Roanoke, Virginia, developed here in America, so. No, we really look thing. forward yeah. to uh, and not only working with you, but the value it's going to bring uh, to our end users, to the community, and uh, we appreciate everything you're doing. Great. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, if there's any questions, please feel free uh, to reach out to myself, Mike Maserino at Darley.com. And uh, please visit uh, Blue Vigil's website at BlueVigil.com. BlueVigil.com. Yep, for more information. So thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Smart Firefighting Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a comment, and follow us on social media at Smart Firefighting. We would love to know more about what you liked or did not like about this episode. Even more so, we want to know, what do you want to hear more about? Any feedback for future interviews or topics is highly welcomed and encouraged. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to next time.